This is your host, Grant Vermeer, Naval Academy Class of 2017, and I'm your Academy Insider. It's my goal to be your guide through the Naval Academy experience by sharing my stories and providing you inside information into the life of a midshipman. Academy Insider is in no way officially affiliated with the United States Naval Academy. All of the content on Academy Insider is my own and does not reflect the views of the United States Naval Academy, the United States Navy, nor the Department of Defense. Welcome to the Academy Insider Podcast, and today I'm extremely lucky to be joined by John Banksell, a Naval Academy Class of 15 graduate. Currently, John is stationed out in sunny Southern California serving in the United States Marine Corps. Today, we're going to be talking about the plebe summer experience, and this is a great episode filled with tons of fun story and valuable information. We discuss his battle to get admitted to the Naval Academy and multiple stories of perseverance and grit that have made John who he is today. This is a must-listen-to episode filled with tons of great information, and it's extremely valuable. So make sure to join me as we talk to John. Hey, John. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Grant. Happy to be here, man. Hey, definitely. All right. Before we get started today, again, just for everyone's situation, we're going to be talking about the plebe summer experience here. But before we get there, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, where you grew up, how you got to the academy, and then when you're at the academy, company major, just a little bit of background about yourself, just for everyone listening. Sure. So I was in a second company, first bat. I'm from the Philippines. I was actually born there, but uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, Milpitas to be specific. Yeah. Uh, how did I get into the academy? So this is interesting. Here's a little story. Growing up, I actually wanted to be an NBA player. You know, we you aspire to be That's an right. NBA player Absolutely. as well. That's where I got my work ethic from. But <laughs> in high school, my freshman year, I saw a bunch of kids on the track field, you know, running around the track and doing some cadences. And I thought it was another PE class. I was, and I thought to myself, you know what? That's something that I should probably get into because it'll probably help me in my career to be an NBA player in the future. And so I joined this class. Little did I know I was popping into attention, saying, sir, yes, sir, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And it was a JROTC course that was offered in my high school. And so I got stuck in that class, found out more about the military, ended up liking it. And long story short, that got me to the Naval Academy. So I found out about the military a little bit. And I applied my junior year to the Naval Academy and got rejected. (laughs) Because okay. my ACT scores weren't so hot, yeah. man. My GPA, I don't know. We got recruited. Your grades were pretty hot, man. So <laughs> I don't know. I struggled. Yeah. So I applied after my high school. Didn't get in. I went to a Northwestern Preparatory School. Okay. It's a prep school. It's not like NAPS. Yeah. But Me. was it a part of the Naval Academy like foundation program? Is it one of the ones that are like sponsored by the Naval Academy? Or was it just completely separate? Don't quote me on that. I mm-hmm. think it was one of the foundation okay. schools because uh, some of the students that were there had a foundation scholarship, meaning mm-hmm. as soon as they finished that preparatory school, they would get in automatically. Okay. Got it. Got it. For me, I was a free agent, man. I, I didn't get the scholarship <laughs> when I applied. Yeah. I had to go pay like eight grand in order to get into this prep school. So mm-hmm. it was a little daunting for me. It was yeah, yeah. hesitant, but it was definitely one of the best investments that uh, I've ever made. Uh, absolutely. Uh, anyhow. I applied after high school, didn't get in, went to this prep school, did that for a year. So it's a two-part program, Northwestern Preparatory School. You go to the prep program in San Bernardino for about four months, and then you do a semester out of college. I did that whole program, applied to the Naval Academy again, and guess what happened, bro? Got in. Nope. No. Rejected again. (laughs) I know, man. My SATs, ACT scores improved, but 
it wasn't good enough. As you mm-hmm. know, it's pretty competitive to get into the Naval Academy, man. Absolutely. I was definitely not athletic or not scholarly competitive yet. This mm-hmm. is what I actually have in my background. You see all those letters? Yep. That's like my rejection letter number one, two, three, and this is just a gift from my uh, CEO at the academy, a second Whoa, company. That that's really cool. So for everyone who's listening, he literally has framed up on his wall his rejection letters, and then leading up literally to a picture from his company officer. Man, that's some motivation right there. I, I love that. What I mean, talk about a great work ethic and just continuing to push and persevere through adversity when you have something that you really want. I mean, that's cool. Consider me impressed. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, so, so you're saying that you were interested in the Academy, but how much did you actually know about the Academy? Like, what did you know about the Academy when you were applying? Did you just, like, know about the idea of it and you wanted to go, or did you, like, know what you were going into, do what you wanted to do after graduation and all that? Explain the knowledge you had before you went. So at this time, by the time I got into the Academy, like, I knew a lot because I had to go apply multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, I got rejected multiple times. I got rejected four times, to be exact. So... I did a lot of research year after year. I knew this is the place where I wanted to go, especially because my parents wouldn't have been able to afford to send me to an Ivy League school, for instance, and pay for that college. I didn't want to go that route. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I go in debt free so I can help out my family financially. As far as my knowledge goes, I say a lot. I had a good friend of mine, April Delacruz. She's a captain in the Marine Corps right now. And we graduated the same year. The only difference is after we both applied, she got in. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept in touch with her, asking her all these questions like, hey, how's this? How's that? So I got an inside scoop as far as, you know what, this is what I could expect by the time I get in. It was just a matter of time for me, mm-hmm. uh, not if. So I believed in myself and I made it happen, man. Okay. Yeah, awesome. So for all the people that are listening, they pretty much know that like I didn't really know what the heck I was getting myself into, especially when it came to I-Day. And, and as a result, like... I had a pretty bad eye day. Like I got wrecked and I was like, oh man, like I kid you not, like six hours into Pleep Summer, I was like, what did I just get myself into? Like, oh my gosh. But since this was something that you were interested in and like knew what you wanted and you really persevered and got through, what was eye day like for you? And kind of what was your experience like? Did your family come out with you? Like, were they super proud? Like, give me the whole rundown of heading out to eye day. Yeah, so... Have done JRTC. I kind of knew what to expect, mm-hmm. the proper protocols as far as calling a ma'am, ma'am, or sir, sir. I had that professionalism already. Mm-hmm. But I was still scared, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. My parents actually weren't there. I flew solo. Okay. And uh, I remember getting on a bus, and I think we had bags with us. We started putting this stuff in. It got really heavy. We got our haircuts all up, hair buzz, and everything else. But yeah, it was actually a big blur. I don't really remember much besides just, you know what, this is what you always wanted to do. Get after it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Cool. So with that, I guess let's just kind of jump into talking a little bit about Plebe Summer and some of the experiences you had. We always start with the positives first. So uh, what was your favorite memory from uh, Plebe Summer? Do you have one that like really sticks out and sticks with you to this day? Yeah. So we tend to remember things that are uh, painful or funny, right? <laughs> absolutely. So one of the funniest things that I remember from Plebe Summer was one of my buddies uh, named John Fry. You know how we would, uh, I think it was early in the morning, we'd have to form up in the hall, you know, chop, square our corners, scream, yeah. uh, go Navy, sir, beat Army, sir, and all that stuff. Yeah, sound off uh, shit, mate. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So we had a time hack, essentially, by the time they sounded the colors in order to get us in the hallway, in the tension and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I made it to the hallways in the tension already. People are still struggling along. One of my buddies, John Fry, 
he was rushing, right? And I think he might have woke up late or something, but he still had shaving cream all over his face as he was screaming. <laughs> he's going, hey, sir, be our sir. And here I am. And like the bulkhead, that's what they call it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's about to be eaten alive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You hate to laugh at other people's pain, but there are moments peep somewhere you're just staring across the across the P way and you're like, Oh man, this guy's really about to get it. I'm just glad it's not me. <laughs> yeah, just for the listeners, so we use the term bulkhead. That's like what we refer to as the wall at the academy. So literally a wall is a bulkhead. And then the P way just stands for passageway, which is basically just a hallway. And so there's a couple terms there. But man, that's funny. And it's crazy, like during Pleep Summer, how you just you lose like so much common sense, like just to run out in the hallway with shaving cream. Like there's just so much stuff going on. And it's so crazy that like you forget, like I kid you not, there's a kid in my company that ran out in the hallway with two pairs of Usnas on. So our Usnas are like our blue <laughs> PT shorts and we were doing uniform races. So he was going from his NWUs, the Navy working uniform, like the camouflage ones to PT gear because we're doing uniform races where you just try and change as fast as possible. And he didn't realize he was already wearing a pair of Usnas. So he just threw on a second pair of Usnas without thinking, just ran into the hallway and he's standing there and our detailer walks by and he's like, yo, are you wearing two pairs of Usnas right now? And he's like, sir, no, sir. And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm looking right now. I see two pair. I see two Usnas on your leg. And he's like, are you lying to me? He's like, <laughs> he's like, sir, I have no idea how that happened. And that's like half of the stories during Pleep Summer is like people have no idea how it happens. It just happens because it's Pleep Summer, man. <laughs> that's crazy. There's a lot of things going on, right? There's a lot of factors. They're telling you to hurry up. A lot of people are yelling at you. You don't want to be the last one. So it's like little things, basic things as, as far as washing off and making sure you shave. Those are little things that you can completely, like, easily forget. Oh, Because there's just so many things that you have to meet as far as time hack goes. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Next question. We get a lot of stuff from parents and family asking, what did I enjoy getting in the mail? What did I enjoy getting care packages? So I just want to ask the same question to you. Were there things that you really enjoyed and you found beneficial that you got in the mail or in care packages? Kind of what, what were some of the things that you appreciated getting during Pleep Summer? Just letters from my family, really, and my brother. He would keep in touch with me because there's no way for us to communicate via cell phone or technology, no Facebook, no Instagram or anything like that. So letters from my brother, letting him know, uh, like just hearing from him how the family's doing, because this is really, for the most part, when people go to Pleep Summer, it's probably their first time away from the family. Yeah, man. Um, tell me about it. That, so, that was me. I was the extremely homesick one that had never been away from my family. So yeah. truth. Yeah, so just hearing how my brother's doing, my my mom is doing, my dad is doing, it's just, it's hard to describe, but it's just like, you know, I miss my family. It makes you appreciate them that much more just because you haven't been in touch with them for a while. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. And were there certain things that you appreciated when you got letters from them? Like, did you want to know about what was going on in their life? Did you just want to hear, eh, I love you, so proud of you, keep going? Like, what was kind of some of the content that you appreciate uh, when you're going through it during the summer? Pictures, really, yeah. of just my family, seeing my mom and my dad happy. They'd be out in San Diego by the zoo or uh, just doing the normal things just because when you're at, at the academy for Plebe Summer, you're, you're, like, you're seeing things that are not really normal. A lot of people <laughs> yelling, a lot of stress factors that are here and there, left and right, like your mind's all over the place. Yeah. And just to see pictures of like my family, it was just very comforting. I didn't really need anything that would kind of ease my pain or the struggles that we go through during Pleep Summer. It was just more so like hearing from my family because we are secluded from communication with them. Absolutely. And for everyone, 
we on our desks at the academy, we actually have a cork board. And on that cork board, you're allowed to put up all the pictures that you get sent during Pleep Summer. So you don't have to worry about if you send a picture, one, that it'll get taken, or two, that they won't be able to look at it very often. Like you're able to pin it up on your cork board and you can look at it every time you go in your room. So that definitely is a really, really beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on now. So. As we talk about Pleep Summer, a lot of the times, even more than the experiences that stick with us, it's the people that stick with us, plebes and detailers alike. So I guess my main question for you is, who made the biggest impact on you during Pleep Summer? Kind of who was the person that really motivated you and kind of sparked either a little bit of change or development or whatever it may be? Sure. Easy. His name is Matt Jones. He's a Navy SEAL now. He's just the type of person that would uh, struggle with us. He was not the type of person that will just certain things because of his rank, he would actually like set the example and uh, PT with us, which I really appreciated. He's not a hypocrite at all. I just looked up to this guy just because he really cared about us. And uh, that was the biggest thing. Absolutely. And so OC, was he your squad leader, platoon commander? We previously on a previous episode talked about the Plead Summer organization. So I kind of explained to all my viewers about the different organizations from squad leader to platoon commander to company commander, what all of them are and their different roles and responsibilities. So if you don't mind just kind of laying out what he was. Oh, sure. So he was a, a platoon commander. Okay. Whenever we go out to the uh, parade deck, he would drill us. And uh, he's very passionate about that. And yeah. Awesome. He was with us all throughout the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's super important. And so as you talk to your future plebes or whatever it may be, man, your squad leaders and your platoon commanders, those are the people that really make an impact on your life. Those are the people that are going through it with you on a daily basis, right? They are with you the entire time. So those are the ones who just make a lasting impact. So definitely you would constantly hear stories about squad leaders and platoon commanders for sure. Yeah, man. I was actually a platoon commander for Plebe Summer when I became a detailer. Were you? How was that? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. What were yeah. some of the main... Yeah. Tell us about your time as a platoon commander. Let's just let you go. Yeah, man. So that was probably the best experience that I've ever had at the academy. You know, a lot of first Cs or upcoming first Cs, when they get Plebe Summer, it's like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to go wake up early in the morning again <laughs> and do the whole training. It's like boot camp all over again. But uh, actually, it was one of the most satisfying experiences that I had just because you had the opportunity to go really influence the new plebes coming on board. And for me to be in the position that I was in as a platoon commander, where the person that I looked up to as a plebe summer, like, hey, I'm just that guy and I can call these cadences and drill them and have that impact. I wish I was able to do that. And till this day, man, I keep in touch with people that uh, that were my plebes mm-hmm. uh, when I was a detailer. So it's just good to hear from them. Some of them are flying planes now, some are in the Marine Corps. It's just like hearing from them be like, hey, you had the biggest impact on me as far as joining the Naval Academy and so and so. And if it wasn't for you, I probably would have just like quit or something like that. So it's good, man. Really good experience. That's a special experience. Let me ask you a couple more questions about that. So let's go big first. What was the most important lesson that you were trying to instill in the plebes when you were a platoon commander, right? You'd work with them so much. Well, what was the what maybe one or a couple things that you were like, man, if these plebes learn anything coming out of the summer, I want it to be this. It'd be about persistence because that's really what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. You get knocked down. What do you do? You can control what you can't control and you can just disregard what you cannot control. You're going to fail definitely a lot of times at the Naval Academy. You might be thinking you're hot stuff. You know, you probably had a 4.0. You're a varsity athlete coming into the Naval Academy. But guess what? You're going to be surrounded by so many other people that are just as competitive. And you're no longer going to be that number one girl or number one guy. And you're going to fail at something. I'll try to instill, you know what, whatever happens, just be able to control what you can control. 
which is your attitude, your emotions, how you show up the next day. And just be persistent, man. Always think about well, what could I do better? You know what? I failed. This is what I did wrong. All right. What am I going to do now in order to do, make sure I don't make that same mistake? So just nice. persistent, giving up, being able to control what you can't control. That's awesome. I really appreciate that answer. That That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. That's a great answer. I mean, persistence is such a big thing. And especially coming from your story and your experience, I'm sure the authenticity you do taught that lesson with and really instilled into them with just made it really powerful. So that's awesome. But all right, enough of your time as a detailer here. Let's move on. Back to plebeier now. We're, we're getting back to it. So yeah. rumor on the street, John, was that you were roommates with a commandant's kid during plebe summer. The commandant's kid. So for all of you listening again, the commandant, like he's the boss, right? Like that is your boss. He run, basically runs the school. He's like the principal. He's the dean, whatever you want to call. He's the head man in charge in the Naval Academy looking inwards. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that like living the commandant as a kid? Was it good? Was it bad? Like, did you get advantages or privileges? Did people leave you alone or was it like extra attention on you guys in that room? So a secret no one would ever tell you is that if you were rooming with the commandant's son, you can go inside the commandant's house and chill for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not true. There's really no special privileges to it, man. I didn't know that he was a commandant's son until someone had mentioned it. And mm-hmm. so it came to me as a surprise. And it was actually surprising for me because I thought the commandant's son, you know, guy that's been brought up from, I'm sure, pretty well from a guy that's, you know, very disciplined. His father teaches him how to do this and that, kind of like a mentor all throughout his life. I thought he would be like a little nerdy, to be honest, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> Wesley Clark, that's my roommate, by the way. Shout out to him if he ever sees this. He was not nerdy at all. He was just one of the guys. He played basketball, so we definitely matched well together. So there's no disadvantages or advantages at all, no special privileges. There was this one time, though, that uh, I got to go inside the commandant's house. That's cool. That was pretty cool. Was that during well, Pleep Summer or was that after Pleep Summer? Uh... Ooh, I don't remember. I think it might have been youngster year after plebe summer. Yeah, or it okay. might have been summer, to be honest. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, I think we were in our PT clothes. He needed to go grab something. So we went inside the house. It was on a weekend, so it was just like, you know what, we can go over there. Mm-hmm. I was just going up, and uh, I think his brother, Andy, was in town. Mm-hmm. And so I got to meet his brother. I got to see the, the house. It was two stories. It was really nice. I think upstairs, I passed by one of the rooms and in this hallway, I look to my right or left. I see the commandant just on his laptop just and he was hanging just like, out. He's just loud, man. <laughs> just like this on his laptop. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God. But you know what that, what that made me think? It made me think that he's just like us, like just like me and you, we yeah. like to hang out. We like to chill back for us as plebes or youngsters at the time. It's kind of scary to see someone that's really high ranking, whether it be, Lieutenant commander or commander, someone with high brass, uh, you always want to keep your guard up, be professional. You don't want to disrespect them by any means. And so that was rare for me to be able to see someone just kind of laid back, see them how they are outside of the uniform or outside of the, the working hours. And it just made me believe like, you know what? He puts his pants on just like I do. He's just like me. There's nothing different. I can be me and I can be successful as well. Absolutely. And I'm just going to touch on that point. We talk about there running into the commandant and thinking the same thing. But when you're going through Pleep Summer, for all the people that are listening that are about to go into Pleep Summer, the same goes for your detailers, right? Like you may be intimidated by them. You may be scared by them. But at the end of the day, they're just humans. They're just individuals. They're just like you. And they're still learning too, 
right? Like this whole plebe summer experience is to provide a defining leadership experience for them so they can learn who they are as a leader, right? And everything that they are doing is for the benefit of you. The whole purpose of everything they're doing is to try and make you the best version of yourself and the best plebe that you can be so that way you're ready to join the brigade, right? They're doing nothing out of malintent. They're doing nothing out of malice. They're doing nothing just to mess with you. They're there to train you and they're there to develop you to be ready to become members of the brigade. So never take anything personally. Never let it hit you deep and become emotional, right? Because at the end of the day, it is all about transforming you personally and professionally into a midshipman that's ready to join the brigade. And that's just something that you need to keep in mind at all times. Hey, you're spot on, man. I completely agree. They've been there for however long, three years or so. They're about to be seniors. They've been around the block, so they know how things work. And so their sole purpose is to train you just to make sure you can mold in well. It's going to challenge you, man. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be thrown at you again. I mean, you're just going to be able to adjust. Again, you're going to fail a lot, but you're just going to have to keep on learning what you can control and just move on forward. Absolutely, man. Yeah. All right. One kind of last question before we switch tempo here a little bit. And I know this is a tough one, but what do you think the most important lesson was you learned as a result of Plebe Summer? Was there something that when you were there on Parents Weekend at the end of Plebe Summer that you're like, man... I really learned something about myself, about leadership, about life, whatever it may be, as a result of Pleep Summer. I guess the biggest thing that was drained in our minds during Pleep Summer was that phrase, there's no I in team, right? It's just no longer about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the other people that are around you as well. Again, you might be the fastest guy, but that doesn't mean anything if there's someone that's like behind or slacking in some sort, whether it be academics or physical fitness. You can't just think about yourself. You got to think about other people. And that's what the academy does a really good job of doing by graduating future officers. By the time they hit the fleet, you know what? It's just they know that understanding that it's not about them. It's about the other people, the Marines and sailors that are about to serve by the time they graduate. So that was the biggest thing that I learned in Plebe Summer and that I took away throughout my academy experience. Man, man, absolutely. I can't harp on it enough. I always talk about humility in the aspect of teamwork, right? Like in order to be the ideal team player, in order to be someone who truly embraces team, you have to think less of yourself or not think less of yourself. You need to think of yourself less, right? Like you need to be confident in your abilities, but you need to put your focus and your main attention on the people around you because as you're going through Pleep Summer, your squad, your platoon, it's all about the team, right? No one cares if you are doing well. We care about the squad. We care about the platoon. And that's something that goes through the entirety of your military career. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that goes without saying, though, that you make, you got to make sure you got you can hold your own weight. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to make sure you got to perform. You got to do a lot of things, but also keep in mind that there's other people that you got to look after. And so it's just not about you anymore. Just make sure that you're doing things that are going to be successful, not only for yourself, but for other people. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I got a question for you, man. Yeah, what's up? I want to know what was your biggest challenge? At the Academy during Plead Summer. Yeah, so for me, it was the emotional piece, right? You talked about it earlier, about being away from home for the first time, being a little homesick, all that stuff. So for me, that was the hardest piece, is that I let my emotions control and dictate my circumstance rather than Mm -hmm. controlling my attitude and controlling my emotions in the situation. So I, I let my emotions consume me instead of controlling them. And so my homesickness, the fact that I was miserable, the fact that I was tired, the fact that I was sore and sweaty and uncomfortable all the time, I let that take over and to the point where I, I gave up, right? I was miserable. 
So that was the hardest piece for me. That was the biggest challenge for me was overcoming the emotional piece. Like everyone talks about, oh, police summer is really hard physically. Police summer is really hard mentally. You have to learn all this stuff. For me, the hardest piece was the emotional piece, right? It's being away from home for the first time. I mean, I grew up in like a picture perfect, like no adversity home growing up, white picket fence, like American dream, everything, right? Like (laughs) I faced no adversity growing up. And then I showed up and I was away from my family for the first time and I had people yelling at me, telling me I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And I'm yeah. just, I'm sitting here. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I've never done anything wrong in my life. Like what, what is happening right now? <laughs> so that was by far the biggest challenge for me. And that is, that is the biggest lesson I gained out of Pleep Summer too was, Hey, focus on the things that you can control. Right. At yep. the end of the day, the two things that you control, you talked about this earlier are your attitude and your effort. Right. Those are the things that are in your control. Don't let your circumstances dictate your attitude and effort. You have to control those at all times. So I learned that lesson the hard way, but I'm extremely grateful for it. So that was kind of the biggest challenge I had during Pleep Summer. Solid, bro. Yeah, man. Solid. Yeah, and like more than anything, like at the academy, it's just like you're surrounded by people that are excellent, right? And everything they do. They pursue excellence. They're, they uphold a standard of excellence. They're constantly doing things to improve themselves personally and professionally. And I know that inspired you a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. So tell the uh, listeners a little bit about your company, Be Excellent. What's it all about? What was your motivation for it? What is it? Just tell the people a little bit about Be Excellent. Oh, of course. So Be Excellent is a slogan that comes from the Naval Academy. It was one of the other commandants that came aboard. King Byrne. The yeah, king yeah. lives on, right? Admiral oh, Byrne, yeah. baby. Admiral Byrne. Oh, yeah. But he'd always bring us together in a big gymnasium, and they'd always like talk about making sure that we're doing the right things. He'd talk to us and pretty much like ask us questions. Are you doing the right thing today to make sure you're set up for success the next day? And just those questions like, hey, did you work out today? Did you go study hard today? Could you have done more? I started asking myself those questions and that kind of stuck with me all throughout, even after my graduation. And that's honestly the biggest takeaway that I got from the Naval Academy and just having that positive influence. And so what I did with that slogan is I incorporated that into my passion for fitness. I played club volleyball at the Academy and ran track and field. And that's in high school. But at the Academy, I played club volleyball and I played JV basketball. So I was not a stud like yeah. you. Who played, <laughs> hey, uh, man, I was a bench warrior. Don't throw that term stud at me. <laughs> a practice player, baby. Hey, man. But uh, I kind of just took that slogan and that reflection that whenever with the admiral or captain at the time into fitness apparel brands. So Be Excellent, B3 Excellent is a fitness apparel brand that embodies that message. And the main thing is that the more that you better yourself, the better you can take care of other people that are around you as well. So it's taking that military thing, that concept that we've always been taught into a fitness apparel brand. Way cool. Way cool. All right. Tell the people a little bit about where they can go to find these things. People want to be excellent shirts. I'm telling you guys right now, the, the shirts are awesome. I think they're really cool. I'm a big fan of be excellent, not only for the message that he has, but also for just like the pure aesthetic of the gear. So tell the people a little bit about where they can go to find some of this. Be excellent. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Of course, man. So this is the plug, I guess, right? So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> www.b3excellent.com. So it's just, yeah, the slogan's be excellent, but it's spelled B3 excellent. And you might be wondering, what does the three stand for? It stands for yourself, others, and community. Again, the main message is the more that you can better yourself, the better you can take care of other people and your community. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's cool stuff. So I love that. I love that you did that based on King Byrne. King Byrne, 
uh, inspired me too. I mean, talk about a guy, right? Oh, six in charge of everything at the Academy. Whenever you'd see me, uh, he'd dap me up and give me a hug and he'd call me by name. Like he'd be like, Grant, what's up, brother? And I'm like, I mean, talk about the amount of humility you have to have to be in 06 and walk around and know a midshipman's name, right? Like, just how involved he was. I mean, that's a guy. So I'm so glad that you're passing on his message. You're embracing his message, and now you're pushing it on to other people. Like, that's a beautiful thing. So, Yeah, man. Yeah. So good stuff. Again, that's B excellent. So it's literally B and then a three and then X-C-E-L-L-E-N-T. That's B excellent. And I'll put that down in the show notes as well for everyone who's trying to get a look there. Solid. All right. So I appreciate I appreciate, I appreciate you talking a little bit about Be Excellent. Again, I highly recommend that you go check that out. But let's finish it off here with uh, just a couple more questions. So for all my viewers, the majority of whom are people who are interested in the Academy are about to show up. So John, tell me now, what's one thing you wish someone would have told you prior to heading into the Naval Academy for Pleep Summer? To not be afraid of heights and <laughs> learn how to swim better right okay yeah tell the people about swimming why it's important to, to be ready to swim better oh man the biggest challenge that i had going through plebe summer was jumping off the 10 meter this is uh <laughs> something that was required back in the day i don't know if it's required now did you have to go jump yeah off i had the to jump meter? off it yeah you definitely stopped it did you have the option too or did, did you know some people that backed out that didn't uh, do it that during the summer that's a good question. I'll have to verify for the listeners. I mean, I definitely had to. I think I had to, but maybe they're moving away from that. I'm not sure. Yeah. So that was one thing that I wish someone would have told me about to prepare for. So you jump off the 10 meter, right? It's just to simulate you jumping off a ship in case the ship is going down for whatever reason. And so you abandon it. It's just training purposes. For me, uh, one, I'm not very good with heights. And two, I'm not good with uh, water. And that's something that I wish I would have prepared better for. I jumped. I know some of my classmates didn't jump. I don't think it was required at that time for us, but I think it was required for youngster year. So your sophomore year, in order to get an A in the class, you needed to jump. But for plebe summer, I don't think it was required. For me, I love challenges, right? I want to make sure that I get the most out of the experiences that I get. So I'd be sweating, man, just thinking about jumping off this thing. Like I knew this is something that I had to go overcome. <laughs> there was nights... I'd like knock out, just think about, I had like nightmares. I kid you not, man. And my whole palms and my feet would get all sweaty just thinking about me going over this 10 meter, uh, jumping off the 10 meter. But uh, when it came to it, man, I climbed the ladder. I had one of my buddies that was there with me. He was cheering me on. And he was like, no, it's no biggie. So after he had jumped, he can't climb all the way back up. He's just cheering me on. It's just like, it's easy, man. Let's do it. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, we'll do it like in like three seconds. We'll do a countdown. So as we're approaching the edge, we're about to go, and he went. I didn't go, man. I backed out for a second. <laughs> the fake jump, the fake jump, a classic, an absolute classic. But eventually, I ended up jumping off, and it was for a quick second. What I remember from that experience is when I jumped, it was like the happiest moment of my life <laughs> in midair. Uh -huh. But as soon as I hit the water, it was the worst moment of my life. You know why? Because I flopped, man. I barely flopped. You barely flopped? Oh, no. Oh, man, you knocked out of me, bro. <laughs> so are you the guy? There's a video out there of someone basically being scared to jump off the 10 meter and belly flops. Is that you? I don't know. I don't think anyone got a video of me. But, you know, as oh, soon as you jump, you're supposed to swim across. Yeah. You had someone that came uh, to get you? 
No, I doggy paddled back to the closest like wall, and that was it. <laughs> I was in yeah, that's. And I remember, I remember hearing a female. It was another midshipman uh, saying, "Now that's why I did not jump." I was like, no, <laughs> "Yeah." So that's funny because check it out, guys. If you're scared to jump, like you really just need to jump because it's the people that like hesitate and are scared about it that end up doing something crazy that validate their fear of jumping because they belly flop. If you just jump, it's all right. You just gotta go for it. But oh, yeah, man, just thinking about it right now it makes you nervous, still, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, don't worry, hey. For everyone listening, you only got to do it one time, one time. All right. So before the show, we were talking about, hey, man. I think you've already accomplished this because we were talking about wanting to provide value to our listeners about the Pleep Summer experience, and I think you've done a tremendous job of that so far, and I really appreciate it. But let's end it with one more question: What mm-hmm. advice? Do you have for a midshipman in Plebe Summer? What is the best piece of advice you have for someone that is currently going through Plebe Summer? So I touched upon it already as far as being able to focus on what you can't control vice, what you cannot control. I'll give you something else, a little practical tip that's kind of helped me out till this day. Mm-hmm. I would recommend just getting a journal. You know, it's going to sound like, you know, cheesy or something like that, but definitely get a journal. I'd call it a reflection journal. Just by the end of the day, Write down what's going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. And the main reason why I say that is because you got a lot of things on your mind. And by being able to write it, it kind of calms me down. I know specifically for me, it just lets me know, hey, these are the things that are on my mind. I'm self-aware, most importantly, as far as how I'm feeling. And you can identify, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. I can control this and I can't control that. So just being able to see something that I see physically, that definitely helps, especially for the midshipmen going through the adversities during the summer and that helps me out as far as being goal oriented as well just having a reflection journal man those those questions that, that we touched upon that yeah. uh burn it's like yo what are you doing today you joined for a reason to embark on a journey to make sure that you can be the best version of yourself so you can serve future sailors and marines you know those are the questions you need to ask you know are you doing your absolute best to better yourself so you can better serve your sailors and marines if not what are you gonna do the next day if you didn't do that it's just like Make sure you have a reflection journal. This is the biggest thing that I would strongly recommend. Absolutely. I appreciate that. All right. Well, that concludes the main portion of the interview. I do it this with all of my listener or all my guests. So get ready. We're about to hit a lightning round of questions. <laughs> Quick answers here. Just want some brief answers, but these are things people want to know. So we'll start off with what is your favorite spot on the yard? My favorite spot. Wesley Brown Fieldhouse, the gym over there. There's a lot of history that goes behind that. I I love that gym. Absolutely. That's a great answer. All right. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite meal in King Hall? Definitely spaghetti on a Sunday when you had to go wear your whites. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how many pairs of whites I ruined with that, but I guarantee (laughs) I spilled pasta sauce on my whites on at least 95% of the times we ate that. It was guilty. Hey, whites turnover day, the day you switch from your your service dress blues to your whites, pasta Sunday night guaranteed. I promise you, it goes without what? fail. They did that on purpose, bro. <laughs> I swear they do it on maybe, purpose. It's a sick joke. Maybe so it's, we could work on our like proper etiquette right. and how to eat everything so properly, man. But uh, uh, uh on a serious note, it was buff chicks to be honest. Ooh, buff chicks is yeah, that's buff a good chicks, one. Man. Hey, Thursday for lunch is yeah. buff chick day. Can't beat that's it. it. Mm. All right. Next one. Who is your biggest officer or senior enlisted mentor during your four years at the academy? Aside from Captain Byrne at the time, it'd be uh He's, he's a major now. 
Captain Tar. He's a major Tar now. He's my company officer, and uh, he just kept in touch with us. I still keep in touch with him till this day, and I get a lot of advice from him just being able to have, talk to another Marine officer and from his experience. And just it's nice for him to keep in touch with me and keep the relationship going, man. So he's had the biggest impact on me. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right, last question. If someone is thinking about attending the academy, we're talking to high schoolers now that it may be interested in attending the academy. What advice or thoughts should they consider before attending the academy? Like, what advice would you give to them? Slash, what things should they consider before going to the academy? Obviously, it's going to be the most rewarding experience of your life. It's also going to be extremely challenging, but I tell you, it's something that you're going to look back and be like, you know what? It was all worth it. There's a quote or a saying, and I know you know this, it goes, it sucks to be at the academy <laughs> at the time. But it's but an it's, amazing place to be from, baby. Exactly. Exactly. It sucks at the time, but it's an amazing place that to be from. That could be more true. Oh, man. Yeah. And so for everyone listening to, like, when we say it sucks at the academy, like, we're talking like, it's not the most fun place, right? Like, you don't get the normal college experience, but. And that's kind of why it sucks. And like, you're just like, oh man, this is not necessarily fun. But I'm telling you, when we talk about being from the academy, it's an unmatched experience. And then even when you're at the academy, the amount of mentors and the amount of amazing people that you're around that you can benefit from make it absolutely worth it while you're still there too, right? Like, don't let this idea of like the academy stinks to be at, like control your experience. Like, no, you can make the academy a great place to be at too. It just may not be the most fun place, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's kind of how it is. But man, that's Can awesome advice. Yeah, that? what's up? Yeah, please. Absolutely. Yeah. So to add on to that, man, like, yeah, you're not going to be drinking here and there. Like, you're not being a part of a frat or anything like that. What typical college, it's, they call it not college, right? But again, it's, it's a great experience because you meet people from all over the world. I have friends that are from New York, from Bahamas, or from let's say Missouri or from Texas, they're from all over the place. So I have connections. And honestly, the friendships that you make at the academy will last for a lifetime. I still keep in touch with the friends that I, I meet today or that I've made at the academy. And honestly, they're some of the best friends I could ask for. My buddy, my roommate, who's a Navy SEAL right now, badass. My other roommate, is he's an aviator, so he's going to be uh, flying helo soon. My other buddy, my other roommate, he's from Bangladesh. Like, from another country. We had international students come and uh, go through the Naval Academy, and, and that's something that I was able to experience. That was cool, man, just being able to like learn from his experiences and hear from his accent and just giving shit for it. But uh, <laughs> it's all good in nature, man. It's good stuff. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate you coming on here. And I hope for all the listeners out there, I hope you all learned a little bit about Plebe Summer through John's story. Again, I think one of the best ways we've learned about Plebe Summer is by just by sharing stories, because that's so much of what it is, is those stories that stick with us. And those are the things that you remember. So again, John, thank you so much. Can you tell the people again one more time where they can find stuff for Be Excellent? Sure. There's an Instagram for it. Just search B3 and then Excellent. E-X-C-E-L-L-E-N-T. Or you can, if you want to stay in touch with me, just search me up on Instagram. That's where I mainly go and reach out to people who want to know more about the Academy or just things that I'm doing for entrepreneurship. John Bangsal, J-O-N-B-A-N-G-S-A-L. I'm there. All right. Hey, thank you so much. I had a great time. I hope you enjoyed it too. And again, you provided a tremendous amount of value for all our listeners out there. So I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. My pleasure. It's an honor to be here. All right. 
have a good one. And to all the listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast today with me and John. Please make sure to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe to the Academy Insider Podcast. If you want to know more about Plebe Summer, check out my video online course in which I go over in detail how someone should prepare for Plebe Summer physically, mentally, emotionally, and logistically. You can find that and other articles about Plebe Summer on my webpage, www.academyinsider.com. All the links discussed in today's episode are listed in the show notes. I'm Grant Vermeer, your Academy Insider, and thank you so much for letting me be your guide to the Naval Academy.